much. Well, like I said earlier, I want to make sure that we always take a minute just to, to thank the men and women of the armed forces that uh, have served so diligently in the past, present, and future. Uh, I know from being growing up with my dad in the military, you know, a lot of times I don't think people realize the impact on the families, uh, definitely the folks that are there. But it, it, play, it is a ripple all across, and so I am thankful for what everybody has done, and we continue to lift those folks up, missionaries as well. There's a lot going on uh, many times that, uh, you know, we, don't, we get isolated sometimes in different situations, you know, and I think today's a good day to just take a really good look around as we jump into the message. And like Ms. Tanya said, I want to introduce the message. It says, stand still, stand firm, and stand tall. And with all that going on, thinking about our military and stuff, I thought about how we are warriors of faith in the mighty name of Jesus. You know what I mean? And so I want to go ahead and start out with that saying, uh, let's take a look at what we got here. We're going to be in Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to read a little bit from there, and then we got some more. Uh, this is a selected verse that I have starting out right here. And it says on verse 10, it says, A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. And I thought, man, isn't that something? God says that he's got us covered. Do we believe that? Amen. Amen. And, you know, sometimes when things come up in our life, we really have to hold on to those promises. But the devil wants you to keep that Bible shut, see. But I'm telling you, that's why we're here today, to open that word of God and encourage one another's. And I was writing a few things down. I just put this down. I said, as Christians, we need to realize everything we face in life is going to demand a response. How we respond is very important. Regardless, you, you can respond. How you respond really charts what's, what's in your heart, doesn't it? And I thought about that more and more. And I said, every one of us will experience some type of crisis. It, that's just life. And I said, if we're not careful, it can shake our very foundation and cause us to go under if we're not careful. You think about the foundation of a building. You know, when they want to tear it down or something like that, man, they, they hit that foundation, everything crumbles. That's what the enemy wants to do to us. He wants to start picking the foundation apart, picking the foundation apart. But that's why we're here today to fill up on the word of God, to stand on the, the promises of God, to have a strong foundation. Amen. And that's what we're going to do today. So I, I thought about all different types of things. You know, look at the, the, the buildings. Ah, look at how the enemy really tries to tear the family down. You know, tries to, to, to put son and daughter and, and moms and dads against each other. All those things like that. The very foundation. But I'm going to tell you what, when our foundation is built on the word of God, guess what? We're going to be overcomers. Amen. I, I was just sitting here thinking about when uh, Isabel came, you know, through several years ago. And how many folks had to raise their house up and girt that up a little bit higher because of what was going on. Same thing here. We're going to stand up in faith, grow up in faith. And we're going to be standing on the, on the shoulders of, of those that went before us and uh, continue to just grow in that. So this morning, our message is going to be about our responses. How about that? How we respond is a big deal. But you know what? I always say, if you don't pour it in, you can't pour it out, right? So I'm hoping today we can look through God's word and he will just encourage us in the, in the word of the Lord. When you think that's going to happen today, say amen. amen. If you know what's going to happen, say oh me. <laughs> Watch your feet. We're going to jump right on in. I'm going to do a little reading and then we'll, we'll see. We'll go from there. I know it's a lot of words on there. And we're going to go right through it. If you got your Bibles, I always encourage you to bring your Bibles. I try to put most of the scriptures up on the wall so we can go through it. But let's take a look at this. I'm going to read a little bit. And this is from Ephesians uh, chapter six, starting in verse 10. And it says a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against the flesh and blood enemies, but against even 
uh, evil rulers, rulers and authorities of unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy. I think sometimes we think we want to assist the enemy, don't we? Let's keep on rolling. Resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will be still stand. Be, excuse me. You will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body of armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the from good news, so that you will be able. Man, excuse me. I've got my finger running. I'm trying to go through here. I will never print this on the light setting again, honey. I'm sorry. She said, use it on a light printer. I'm trying to figure it out. Here we go. For your shoes, put on the piece that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all this, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. All right. We got that? No, we don't got that. I think we got that, but we don't got that. So I need some help. Can you help me? Come on up here for a second. Tim, can you help me? Tanya, can you help me? I need a little help. Aren't you glad we didn't pick you? Come on. I, mean, I need you right here, sweetie. Miss Danette is always, she's a trooper. I said, can you help us today? And she goes, what are we doing? <laughs> and she said, she says, yeah. So what I want to go back through, I want to show us what it looks like when we got the full armor of God on all right, so let's just go back through here and see if we can't dress our, our warrior up for that, okay? So here we go. Y'all, I want to make sure we get this, all right? Miles, get your camera, boy. This will get you, get you some good points here. All right, now what will we say? <laughs> I'll pray for you. <laughs> all right, now what, we go back in there and it says, putting on the belt of, belt of truth. Do we got a belt of truth in there? True. All right, let's see. I thought that, that would be like a headband for me. <laughs> That, that's all right. Hey, you're doing good. I thought it was a headband for me. <laughs> you're doing good. I'll go fast, okay? <laughs> what else have we got? We're going to come down here with the body armor. Do we got the body armor? I, oh, yeah, there. Here you go. Look at this. It, it, it is. <laughs> Nick, you lucked out today, buddy. <laughs> he, took one, he took one for the team last week, right? There we go. All right, what else? The, the shoes of the good news. All right. Where's my picture takers? I don't see shoes. That must be what she already has on. She has, on she has them on already. Okay. <laughs> Things get lost over time. <laughs> what else? How about, let's see, shoes of the good news, which is the gospel. How about the shield of faith? Okay, there you go. We ain't gonna let that devil kick you in the shin. We're prepared. Look at this. You're going upside down. <laughs> he was in the military too. This is good stuff here. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, we have a good time, don't we? How we doing? Not very good. I can't Now y'all wear this to the Mexican place when you leave here, okay? <laughs> All right, here we go. We'll move around. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. Now, let's see. Oh, she'll love this one. <laughs> Helmet of salvation. While you're doing that, I'm going to run over here. How are we looking over here? Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. 
I really appreciate that. I know one thing. Looks like I'm buying lunch today. Because I know what would happen. I said, Denise, we need to put that on your hair. She'd be like, oh, no. And, and, and the main thing, ready? Uh-oh. That's all right. That's why you got your brothers and sisters in Christ here to help you. Got your back, right? And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And the shield of faith. Did I miss the shield of faith? There we go. And the shield of faith. Here she goes. All right. I got to have a picture of this. Somebody, please. Jesse, hook me up here. Somebody. Oh. Now, I'm not responsible if they post this anywhere. Y'all had to clear that with her. Hold on a second. This is, this is the guy responsible. I'm sorry. Why is that so close to my neck? Right Are we good? Oh, boy. All right, give her a hand there. Watch the first thing say, here you go. Oh, me. Thank you so much. Now I think they got it. They got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess y'all know why I didn't do it, don't you? <laughs> that ain't happening with me. <laughs> you did good. You want to keep that? <laughs> she said, I'm going to need it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, you know what? There's probably anything I say now, y'all won't hear anything else. But we want to put on the full armor of God. And when Paul's explaining that, he's, he's talking about that of a Roman, uh, a Roman soldier, how they would gear up. We would not never think about running out, uh, I hope not, to, to have a battle without having our armor on. I mean, I ride a motorcycle. I'm always thinking about putting that helmet on, you know. But why is it many times we'll run out and start our day knowing that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and we'll never open our Bible? We'll never put that shield of faith on, that helmet of salvation, or, 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 you know, the, the shoes of the gospel. So I just, I was hoping that'd be a great illustration. And give her one more round of applause. Jeanette, you did good. I don't even know where I'm at in my notes now. <laughs> but we're going to have a good time. But we need to be prepared, putting on the whole armor of God. So first thing I want to talk about is standing still. Now, why, why would we think that's going to be so important? Let's take a look at this. Being busy doesn't mean being better. Sometimes we think we got to just be busy about something. You know, have you ever heard somebody say, I don't know, just do something. You know, we said this at work, and it seems like it's more so often. We're going to do something even if it's wrong. <laughs> you know, got to keep moving, you know. But sometimes if we just take a look around, we need to be in tune to what God has for us. I said we often get busyness confused with being productive. Now, that's, that's a good statement right there. And I think, you know, that's a powerful truth. If you're, you're busy dealing with the wrong things, you're going to produce the wrong fruit. What are you saying, buddy? Our focus can get off on some stuff sometimes that we're, we're just so, we're just looking at this one thing. We're looking at this one thing, this one thing, and everything else is going on around us. And that's why it's good when we've got brothers and sisters in the Lord can come along to encourage us. Maybe they got a little bit broader view, but we want a biblical view. Amen? We want God's view on what's going on there. So I said, let me say it another way. If we're so busy being fixed on things that, that, that we can fix ourselves, we edge God out. Good way to remember that is ego. Edge God out. I don't want the best I can do. I want the best God can do. And what I have to do is get out of the way sometimes. Amen. So many times I, I can fix it. Has anybody ever thought like this? It's something small. I'll take care of it. I'll just save the big things, the big prayer requests for God. Yeah, we do that a lot, don't we? We can. But do you know God loves you so much and he is so amazing and he holds all the stars in place and all these things in this atmosphere 
He can handle even your small things. He loves you that much. Think about your children. They come over from school, you'd ask them what's going on or anything like that. You'd like to know what's going on, right? And it's not a bother. When you love somebody, it's not a bother to know about what's going on in their life. And you know, a lot of times I'm learning this. Sometimes people just want to talk about it. They don't always want you to fix it. And the truth of the matter is, most of the time, I can't fix it. But you know what? We can point one another to an awesome and loving God that knows all the answers. That's what I hope we hear today. Amen. Well, let's take a look at what else the Lord has for us here. In Psalm uh, 4610, it says this. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. See, a lot of times I think that, that we forget this. And you say, what do you mean? It says, be still. I usually have a problem with that. I got to, I'm, I'm always going. Be still and know that I'm God. Now, I know in my mind that he's God. I know in my heart that he's God. But there's sometimes when I get going, just like I said, I get so wrapped up around the wheel. What I got to do, what I got to do, what I got to do. I'm the only one like that. I get so schedule driven. And what I can do is end up edging God out of, of what he's trying to show me. But when I step back a little bit, I get to see the miraculous things in everything we do. I went to the gym for a little bit yesterday. And a friend of mine was talking to me. I had my headset on. And I was listening and and doing a few things, and, and I try to fill up on the Word of God anytime I can, whether I'm working out or laying down or whatever like that. He said, man, you were a million miles away, weren't you? And I said, no, I was just kind of listening to some, some preaching and stuff. And, and I, I think what the Lord was showing me there is sometimes we take too big a bite of life. Hadn't really wrote this down. This is what I was in my little workout time. And he said, what do you mean by that? You know, if we want to lose weight, we want to lose 50 pounds. Instead of losing the first pound. When we want to, if somebody's about that, you know, want to make a million dollars, they're just looking at the million dollars. So if you make 10 at a time, you'll get there. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because it's a process as we go. Now, your salvation is a done deal the minute you call on Jesus. Okay. But as we walk this thing out, God is continuing to show us different things as we go along. You know, when you first... Uh, got your driver's license, you didn't know everything about the car. You didn't know every, every little nook and cranny and all these things. But as you spend time driving behind the wheel, you start learning a few things. And, and what the Lord was just showing me as we walk with him, you know, stand and listen to what he has before we take that next step. We want to be led by the Lord so that we can serve the Lord even better. Amen. Let's take a look at this. I wrote a little note in here. I said, there's a big difference when we say we know that he's God. Okay. And I said, you know, what actually happens is we start depending on him, depending on him. I know with my mom getting older and even when my dad was around, when I could start doing things on my own, that that's what we really like. You know, we, we want our kids to grow up and be productive, but you still like to be needed, don't you? Okay. Now, you're not going to throw God out of whack however you respond. But I'm going to tell you what, when we start depending on him even more, you know what that does? It says, I know who you are. Amen. When I'm dependent on God, I said, well, I don't know about this. Just like with Eric's situation, but up to the hospital, times you've been by the hospital. We don't know what's going on in that, but I'm going to keep trusting God. And we're going to keep standing on that. And we're praying for the folks that are looking over the x-rays. We're praying for the folks, you know, that are looking at the blood work and all these things. Because you know what? Just like Sonny said the other day, this is going to be a testimony when he comes out the other side. And right now, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And not just his situation. Any of our situations, when we're going through, it gets tough. But I tell you what, as we stand firm and stand tall and stand still, we're going to find out that God is with us each and every step. Does that sound good? Somebody say amen. Amen. 
All right, let's look at this. If, I want to encourage you this week if you get a chance to read all of Psalm 46. I just put some selective verses out uh, just to save time today. And it's uh, Psalm 46, one says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. And like I said, I encourage you to read the, the whole psalm. I said, you know, when we know him as our, our, our refuge and our safe place and our strength, we can stand still in his peace. When everything else is going on, how does people continue to stand still in that peace? Because we trust God. Can you get into more than you can fix real fast? I know I can. You know, when, you know I, I've spent a lot of my life, hours, minutes, years thinking, if this person does this, then I'll do this. And if this person does this, then I'll do this. And if this situation goes here, I think it's great to have a plan. But I tell you what, what I needed to be doing is relying on God and resting in him. And then, then when something comes up, I already know, okay, let's see. God's going to give me the wisdom to, to take this next step. God's working everything together for the good. Something else he's showed me over the years is this. See if it's true in your life. A lot of times I'll get focused on what's going on in my life and go, why is this taking so long? Why isn't this to this point yet? But God's working things in her life and his life and their life, all things together. Maybe that we're still in that spot because God's working a few things out in our heart. Maybe he's waiting for something to come around this way or something like that. Have you ever had somebody that you, you just said, man, I just had that connection when you met him or something, maybe at work or something like that. You know, that's God's divine appointment, God's timing. And so what, what I hope that we take away from this today as we stand still, trust in the timing of the Lord. And sometimes it's not our timing, amen? Especially when it's kind of dark, when it's in a storm or something like that. But you know what? He says here, he says, he ain't worried that the psalmist said, he's not worried about the weather. He didn't care if the, the ocean is raging and the earth is quaking. He knew God so intimately that no matter what was going on, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna stand still and trust God. And I, I think that's a big thing that we can take away from here. It doesn't matter about my troubles. God is still the same. You hear that? God never changes. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. I said, so it doesn't matter when the world is going crazy, shaking, crumbling, and roaring, caused by all these different things. My God is able, willing, and we will be victorious. Well, what happens if it doesn't turn out like you think? A lot of things don't turn out like I think, you know? But I'm going to tell you what, that doesn't change who God is. As we read more, as we study more, as we spend more time, as we worship God, we start seeing more of the characteristics of Christ. And he starts molding us. Other thing the Lord was showing me yesterday is, you know what? Our life is almost like a sculpture. You know, sometimes, you know, we, we had a, a great uh, little movie one time and it talked about God. God was showing, you know, how he chisels things out in us, working things out. There's a whole lot of me left in me, you know? Um, but, you know, I needed to get that out of the way so God can fill me. Now, when you, when you get, give your life to the Lord, I want you to realize you're still you, okay? But let me tell you, God is going to continue to cultivate in your life to make you more like Jesus. That's the whole plan to make us more like Jesus. We don't, we don't, uh, we still have a choice. We still have opportunities. But you know what? We have a role model to follow. And I hope that we can always look at that. I read this the other day and I thought this was kind of neat. I'm going to share this with you. I hope you can see this. It says, life is a puzzle. Look to Jesus for the missing piece. P-E-A-C-E. 
Isn't that something? Do you ever feel like, man, there's just all these pieces all over the place. How does this work together? When I was little, I used to go visit my grandma. She always had a card table out. And she was always working on a puzzle. And I thought, man, you know, that just seems like a lot. of. I, I want to play baseball. I want to do this. But she would take her time and she would put those things together. But when it was done, it was a great picture. You know what I mean? It's a great thing. And I keep going back thinking about those things. And I think, isn't that how our life is? You know, we're walking along. We get saved. We meet people. God uses us in ministry. God uses us to touch other people, to pray for other people and things like that. And, you know, when it's all said and done, I know it's a, a beautiful picture because God has continued to just, just come in there and cultivate those things in our life. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I know when my, when my picture's done, I, I like to do, represent that of Jesus. But I know also what I like to do is take the pieces of the puzzle and trim them off like that so they'll fit. But it doesn't look the same if you do that. Because why? We don't like going through the painful times. We don't. This just doesn't fit. This doesn't seem right to me. Well, guess what? It's not always about me. It's about us and it's ultimately about what God is doing in us and through us. So today, if you feel like maybe the, the, the couple of pieces of the puzzle that you're holding in your hand just don't seem to fit, I say be still, lay them down, meditate on the word of God, and you watch how God will move in your life in those things because he's got the master plan. Amen? Everybody doing good? All right, let's keep on going. So we're going to stand still and listen, and we're going to move forward from here. Stand firm. I love this scripture right here. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says this. Be on guard, stand firm in faith, be courageous, be strong. Mm. Now that's a good word. Be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. In other words, he's saying this. We might need to have the Lord to open our eyes. We can't be so closed-minded and stuff. You know, a lot of times I talk to folks, and, and I'm sure I can be like that. I, I pray that the Lord is working out that in my life. But sometimes if people don't respond like you respond, or if people don't walk like you walk, or talk like you walk, and all these things, we think, well, man, what's, what's wrong with them? God loves variety, doesn't he? But you know what? How can we come together, especially in a church family, and use each other's strengths? Focus on God, and he pulls people together. He didn't call no one-man show to come to, to do stuff. You know, to do what we do here, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scene. And I appreciate everybody, what they do. Somebody might say, well, I don't do much. Well, you know what? You've been praying for us? That's great. Because this is your family, you know? As you give, as you go, as you do things, you know, pulling the equipment and stuff back down. You say, well, yeah, that's just a little bit. But all those things, you probably don't even think about that. All those things are necessary because guess what? Later today, this message is going to go out on the internet and people are going to hear the gospel all over the world from some part that you got to do. I want, to see, I want you to see how you're a part of, of everything. You know what I mean? And when we start seeing how we come together in a bigger, bigger scheme, what does that do? It encourages us to press in and press on. My phone's charged. <laughs> We're ready for all types of ministry calls today, right? So that's good. Well, what else? I like this. Stand firm where? Where does it say stand firm? Stand firm in the faith. What you believe will chart everything you do. What you give, where you go, how you spend your time, how you treat your wife, how you treat your husband and everything else. So we need to get it right from the foundation, right? We need to be building it on the foundation. You know, when we, we go to work and things don't go good, man, we have to remember that foundation, 
Maybe that's part of the test. Yeah. We get upset sometimes because people don't respond like we think they should. Right? Does that ever happen to anybody? Yeah, man. Everybody's hands are down, so I'm going to pray for all of us, right? <laughs> yeah, because we're like, surely I can't believe they did that. They don't respond like that. That they, you know, I think they should. But sometimes we put unrealistic expectations on people. We really do. Well, if that was me, I would respond this way. Well, you don't know what that person's been through. You really don't know. You know. I'm a happy-go-lucky guy. It doesn't bug me to talk in front of people or whatever. Bring some more. This, that, another thing. One of my buddies said, if there was 10 people, I'd pass out. You know? But now other stuff, he, that's his strength. Other things is his strength. So just because somebody doesn't respond like you doesn't mean it's necessarily wrong. Amen? So what I'm trying to do is open our hearts up to embrace our brothers and sisters, but ultimately standing firm on our faith so that we can encourage one another. How do we encourage one another? If we took the same amount of time picking somebody apart, and instead of doing that and we were praying for them, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. It really would. And I have to, we have to keep a guard on that because I just don't understand why they do that. I don't understand why they did that. I don't understand all these different things. But you know what? I, I had my buddy years ago. His mom had went to this church for a long time, and he called his mom. She says, I think we're getting ready to switch churches. He said, Mom, why are you going to switch church? You've been there for a long time and everything. Yeah, but that preacher, I tell you, I just. He said, well, what's going on? Well, he should do this and he should have done that and this. And, and I don't know. He said, well, I tell you what, Mom, why don't you, why don't you start praying for him? Well, I do. You pray for him every time you come in? Well, no. He said, Mom, I want, you to, I want you to set out for the next 40 days. I want you to diligently pray for that man. He called her back. She said, let me tell you how prayer works. It's amazing how, man, his sermons seem better. Man, I, I tell you, everything he's, he's talking about is right on point. And he just kind of smiled. See, prayer's a two-way thing. Even though she might have thought it was all about what was going on in that man's life, and I'm not taking anything out of it, I got a funny feeling God was working this way too, working in her life. You see, as we start praying for people and, and start uh, you know, lifting them up to the Lord, does the Lord ever... Whisper to your heart, maybe a couple adjustments you might need to make, you know, Lord, or, or do we pray like this? Lord, help that buddy Chapman guy. He's driving me crazy. You know, he needs all types of help and I'm perfect. So thanks. You know, just fix him. Right. Or do, or, you know, I, if you do that, uh, I'll still take your prayer. Bring it on. You know? But I believe as, as our hearts are humble before the Lord, God will speak. Maybe say, how can you be a blessing to, to him or her? You know, maybe it's that person at work. You know, man, they're just, I can't, it's just so hard to work with them. You know, you, you want to you wanna get even with them? <laughs> so pray for them. How about that? I remember one time I worked with a guy for 30 years, man, and we had some, some of these moments. And probably about the last five years, the Lord said, are you going to pray for them? I go, <laughs> okay. That's how it started out about like that. Okay. Lord, help me that I don't choke him. I'm just being honest. You know what I mean? Hey, this is what it's all about. And then I kept praying for the guy. Praying for the guy. And, and, and you know what? It changed a little bit for him. But you know what really happened? It changed the way my heart dealt with him. And I started getting the peace as I stood in the faith. So even though I thought, okay, man, this is really tough to pray for somebody that just seems to really be against me on every, every forefront. And even though it wasn't like, he was, you know, man, let's just go out to lunch. It wasn't like that. But the Lord started working on my heart because you know what? I humbled myself and said, Lord, you know what? You're right. 
I need to be praying in this situation. You know, Lord, I don't know what's going on in a man's life or anything like that, but you know what? Help me to shine for you during these hours that I'm here. Help me to do that. And guess what? It usually gets worse before it gets better. You ever seen that? So be strong, be courageous, keep on going, all right? Let's keep on going right there. That leads right into what we're talking about. When you talk about being courageous, I look at some other words that maybe we don't even think about sometimes. There. Brave, daring. Are you daring in your faith? Are you bold in your faith? Are you gutsy? Are you spirit-filled? Are you fearless? See, what happens most of the time when we talk about faith, if we're honest, especially at our jobs and different things, or maybe even in your family, we're kind of fearful. What will they think? Well, you know what? What does it really matter? If you're pleasing God, isn't that better than pleasing people? Amen. You know? Everybody's not going to agree with you know, what, what you do and everything else. But I'm going to tell you what. If we honestly seek the Lord and we're humble before him, you know what? God will, will, will raise us up to a place that, you know what? Their hearts will change sooner or later. And if they don't, that's okay. But I guarantee you, our heart will change. And our heart will change for the better. And where we can turn around and say, you know what, Lord? At the end of the day, I tell you what, my sleeping got better. I didn't think about it anymore. I'd go, man, I'll tell you what, I would start getting a pain in my jaw right here on Sunday night. Oh, man, I know I'm going to have to deal with this. I know I'm going to have to deal with this situation, getting ready to go back to work. Now here comes the headache thing, you know. And as I would pray about it, I was like, you know what, Lord? I'm just going to lift the situation up to you. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to stand, I'm going to stand firm on what you said. You said no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. I would start taking God's promises and praying God's promises over my life, over my work, over my family. Amen. And so that's what we need to do. Look at God's word. Look who we're serving here. Look at this again. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be on guard. So he says, be ready. Because guess what? You're going to have some things come up, right? Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous and be strong. Grow your faith muscles. Again, you know, you can look and see in people's life, what's a priority usually? Okay? If their car is perfectly clean or their house is perfectly clean or whatever like that, that's probably a priority. If they're, they're built a certain way or something, they've probably put some time in on that. If they're doing certain things, if they're knowledgeable about the Bible, they put some time in on that. Whatever, I'm just grabbing different things. You know, if they like to cook, they're going to they put some time in that. Why do we think that we don't need to put any time in in God's word? We need to spend time. We need to be Tanya says it all the time. We need to be students of God's word. You know, we need to be studying the word. That's why I always encourage you guys to come on Tuesday nights. We've got some great studies and stuff. And let me tell you, it, it is such a blessing because a lot of the, the things that I share is things that we we talked about uh, in our class. And somebody said, well, I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm not, you know what? Let me tell you, most of the things that the Lord uses in, in my life is from everyday folks just like me and you. Everyday folks. God does the, the extraordinary through the ordinary. But we need to get out of the way to let him do it. Amen. So we want to stand firm in that. So how do we get strong in the natural body? We got to work out. We got to pump up and everything else. We need to pump up and pump up the Bible and open the word of the Lord. Let me ask somebody that's just throwing this out here. How many people... Today, what is it? It's the fifth month, right? And the last five months have memorized one Bible, Bible scripture. That just, that just came to me. Yeah, a couple folks. I'm not coming down on you. I'm just saying. Think about that. This is not in my notes. I just thought about this. Including me. I repeat a lot of them so I remember them, but I need, to, I need to be even growing even further in that. 
So think about it. We're, we're halfway through the year, and we haven't taken the time. This is not to step on toes. I'm just sharing this. We haven't taken any time to maybe commit to a verse or something. Just saying. Do you think that would be helpful if we learned some verses and promises about God's word? Not so you can say, look, I know all these verses. If you're not letting them transform your life, you're just, you know, you're, you're missing out on that. But so I want to encourage us again. You know, sometimes we have to come back and revisit that plan. Now, if you were on a diet for five months and you never did anything but eat cake after every meal, would you expect that you, you'd lose any weight? You say, no. Okay, you see where I'm going with this, right? If you were going to save a bunch of money this year and you never put $1 in your piggy bank, would you expect to save any money? Okay. The reason I bring that up, we need to invest back into what God's got. Amen. I want us to, you know why I say that? Not so you're like a walking uh, Bible and repeating things, but you know what? That we're living the life that God has for us. And as we feed on that, guess what? It's going to transform your life. Pick a small verse. Pick something like, you know, something I'm thinking about. This is all coming to me right. Maybe we'll pick a verse and put it on, uh, give me a study, put it on one of these. And maybe, maybe just even for a month, we'll have a verse. Maybe we can do, I'll do anything I can to help us. You know what I mean? Or different weeks like that. But find something that's going on in your life. Seek the Lord and open his word and look through the word. If not, get with me. I'll, I'll help you dig through there and find a verse that you can stand on. You know, because I'm going to tell you when you're in the hospital, you're going to want that verse. I'm going to tell you, when your marriage is shaky, you're going to want that verse. When your money's run out, you're going to want that verse. When you're going through things, you're going to want that verse to fasten yourself and stand firm in the faith. Amen. So I want to encourage us today. Let's put on that full armor of God, right? Let's, let's be feeding on that, okay? So that wasn't coming down on you. That's lifting you up and encouraging, encouraging one another. And I'm going to do the same because we're going to keep growing in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Let's go. Stand tall. I said, we stand tall when we stand together. See, a lot of times we think we're going to, you know, I said, <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of myself here. But uh, a lot of times we think we stand tall in other ways. And I'll get to that in just a minute. I said, there's strength and unity of the believers. I said, now is the time for us to stand up, stand together and walk out our faith. How does it feel? Let me ask you this. Um, how many people have not had a church family before prior to this? Right. It feels pretty good when you go through something and you got a church family. Right. Okay, it feels pretty good when somebody sends you a card or something and says, hey, I've been thinking about you. Right. Or somebody maybe prays for you or drops you a lot or drops, you know, just say, just want to let you know you matter. Not in your business, not about your attendance, not anything. Just want to let you know that we care about you. That's a big difference right there. Right. And we turn around like that. A lot of times that's how I say, man, unity in the, in the family of God brings strength. Let's keep on rolling here. What else does the Lord say about standing and shining in our light, right? Matthew 5, 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. Man, the Lord is just throwing stuff in my mind. It's not even on my notes. Years ago, we used to have a uh, uh, prayer meeting at work for years. And it kind of fizzled out and things like that. And at that time, I was still trying to figure out, Lord, what, what exactly do you have us to do? In ministry, and I would go to different churches because when we were doing more of the evangelism stuff, we would you know preach here, we play here, we go here. So a lot of Sundays I wasn't at home base; I was a lot of different places. And this came to me one time. Let me ask you: If you had a friend, you had a family member, somebody you care about right now, right? 
And they said, I will go to church with you one time, just one time. Would you be sure if you brought them to your church that they would hear the gospel? Okay. And I asked people around the table, now the gospel, would they have a chance to know what it takes to have a personal relationship with Christ? And have an opportunity to respond to that. I'm not church bashing or anything. I'm just saying. But And I sat around this table with guys that had been in, involved in, in uh, all types of stuff in the, uh, the church longer, much longer than me. And I said, let me ask you a question. And we're all sitting there. There's probably like 20 people there. I said, if I didn't know anything about the Lord and I said, I will go with you to church one time. Are you sure that I would hear what it takes to be saved? And you know what happened? It got quiet. It got real quiet. And that hurt my heart so bad. Because you know what? I could come in here and say, man, you know what? Love your neighbor. Do this. Be a nice guy. All this stuff. And God loves you. And he you. Send it right out of there. But that don't transform your life. What transforms your life is having a personal relationship with Christ. I said, so do they do an invitation? Do they do? do, they do? Well, sometimes... Sometimes I said, well, what happens if somebody comes here? See, this is the accountability I feel like that we should have as believers, but that's me. If somebody comes through this door, I feel like we're accountable to let them know what it takes to have a personal relationship with Christ. They might not ever come in this door. We have had a lot of people come in the door and never come back. And I pray that, you know, they find a place that, that wherever God has for them. But I always tell them this, make sure they're preaching the word of God. Now, how does that tie into us individually? Who has God entrusted with the gospel? Us. Right? So how are we moving forward in that? At work, in our families, and everything else, but even in our church families, right? Now, I know I'm a little off track with this, but, but it's, it all ties together. If we're going to shine our light, we want, what is the number one thing that we want for people? We want them to know what? We want them to know Jesus, right? That's the main thing. So we got to keep the main thing, the main thing. So that's where it starts. And then, you know what? Then they start growing. We want to disciple them, right? We want them to, to grow into that. But we want them to grow so that we can, we can have them carry on the message, right? So I pray today as we look at a few things. And some of the hard questions that I asked today, you know, maybe we need to make some course corrections. As I go through these things, I'm not answering all these things like, oh, yeah, man, I'm learning this and I'm doing this. You know, made me think, you know what? There's probably some things I need to focus on a little greater to grow in my relationship so that I can be a blessing to somebody else. But not only that, that you know what? That my, my faith can stand tall in those situations. Let's keep on going. So we want to shine our light. And I, I wrote this down. I said, we should be burning bright in this dark world to light the path the Lord has set before us. He's called us to do it. All right? James 2.17 says this in the same way. Faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. I want to take a few minutes here real fast. I want you to understand this. When we're saved, it is the total work of what Jesus Christ has done, the finished work of the cross. But what you do with that, right? God is counting on us to share the word. Amen. God is using us. He's given us the privilege. He's given us Holy Spirit for us to share his word. You know, everybody might not be a preacher. Or, or a worship leader or any of those things. But I can tell you what, as a grandmother, you can impact the life of your grandchildren. As a, uh, as a person next door, you can encourage the kids when they come around. You know what, as, as somebody at work, you can encourage those folks in the Lord. So everybody has a part, you know? If you're fishing, I know Jerry does this a lot. If he gets an opportunity, 
He's going to, you know what? It looks like he's fishing for fish, but he's really fishing for men because that is hard, you know? But look at this. He's doing something that he loves for the one he loves. And who gets blessed in the midst of it? Somebody just coming right on down there. They don't even know it. Aren't you glad somebody came and got you right where you were? Aren't you glad that somebody told you about Jesus right where you were? They didn't say, well, you know, if you clean up and if you do this and if you give this amount and you do and all that, then maybe you qualify. I love that verse. I say it every week. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Does anybody have any problem finding fault in themselves? I can pick it out of me real easy. I go, oh, that's not good. Oh, that's not good. You know? But what a lot of times we do, we want to pick it out in everybody else, right? But I'm going to tell you what, if we took that same energy again and focused and said, Lord, show me how to love that person like you do. Lord, show me how to, how to encourage that person right there. Lord, how can you work in my life? And I'm going to tell you what, God will work through you to bring people to him. Amen? All the time. So, look at this right here. I said, we don't stand tall by stepping on others, right? We don't have to beat anybody up to bring them to church, Right? And I'll tell you something else. You don't have to bring them to church for them to know Jesus. But if they know Jesus, or if they don't know Jesus, we still got room for you. Amen? So the door is always open. So many times I think, you know, in talking to people, we have tried to streamline stuff to love people right where they're at. One of the things that I used to hear, well, I don't have anything to wear. I said, well, I won't wear my jeans. You can wear what you want. Okay? So that's out of the, the, the deal. Well, I, I, I don't have anything to give. Well, how about if we, we give you something? It's called the gospel. You know? Loving them where they are makes all the difference. The three things I've always said that we'll do here. Hey, we're going to love you where you are. Right? We're going to give you, we're going we're to preach the word of God. And we're going to give you opportunity to respond. We talked about this before. And I talked to Miss George about it too. How, how would we know if we're at the right church? How do we know if we're at the right place? Are they preaching the word? Are they loving on people? Are they encouraging people? Hey, we're not perfect, okay? By a long shot. But I'm gonna tell you what, we're gonna do our very best to point people to the one who are. And we're gonna make the adjustments in our life when God shows them to us. So I wanna encourage us with that. So how do we do all this? I said, man, stand tall knowing God is for you, with you, and loves you. I think the number one thing that I see when I talk to people and when, when I'm going through stuff and I have to remind myself, do you really realize how much God loves you? Do you really think about that? Let's, let's break it down. You think about the cross. Now, it's one thing for a mom or a dad when something's going on with their children to step up and say, I'll take it for you. I'll do that. Now, I want you to think about this. When Jesus Christ died for us, he died for the guy down the end of the street that we don't think much of. He died for, for the person that's robbing and killing and stabbing and all that. For everybody. That's the type of love that God has. It's so big. It encompasses all these things. And I want us to see this. You know, that as we go through life, there's going to be things that, man, we don't, uh, we don't care for a lot of times. But I'll tell you what. As we, as we grow in the Lord and we let the Lord shape our hearts, it will start helping us to be overcomers in those areas. Overcomers in Christ. Finish up with one little thing here I wanted to share with you before we go. I wrote this. And I said, so as we, as we were talking about earlier, we all have choices and we're all going to have crises and responses that we go through. So how will we respond if somebody asks you, what do I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? Do you have the tools to tell them that? We want to make sure you do. How do you know you're saved? How do you know you're going to heaven? 
I pray that everybody in here knows this answer, okay? Not just knows it in their head, but has received it in their heart. How do you know that if today was your last day that you'd spend eternity with Jesus Christ? The Bible says there's one way. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you will be saved. Friends, I tell you what, you want to stand, stand for what God's done for you and receive that today. I want to encourage you, if you've never called on the name of Jesus, today is your day. And also, point somebody else to Jesus. I've mentioned this before and we've got different faces in here and I want to share it again. The man who led me to the Lord said, I pray for you every day, twice a day. And he says, son, if you don't do anything else in your life, pray that the Lord will use you to bring somebody to Jesus. Amen. That's my prayer for you today. Not only for you to know him, but for you to share it with somebody else. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for today. I pray that we stand still, stand firm, and stand tall, knowing that you what, are, are more than enough, Lord. That you know what? Your final word says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. So, Lord, I thank you today for each one. We continue to pray for our families, Lord. We pray for our men and women of the service. And if there's one here today that does not know you, you can call on his name right now. So if that's you, let me just lead you in a, a simple prayer that will transform your life. Dear Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today I'm trusting in you. Take me the way I am, Lord. I, I believe you're the son of God. Come into my life. If that's you today, don't leave here without sharing that with somebody so we can rejoice. I want to challenge each one of us, starting with myself, Lord, to go deeper in your word, to be transformed by your word. That it's a noticeable difference that people know that we have been with you, that we have been in your presence. Because, Lord, you are the one who gave it all. Lord, we continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ going through tough times and lift up Eric uh, with what's going on, Lord. Uh, for healing to his body, for anointing to uh, the doctors to, to know what's going on. Lord, I lift up for those that are traveling today. Lord, I just encourage uh, uh, your, your word to just be right on the tip of their tongue, Lord, as they just go down the road, Lord, that they would think about what you've given so that we can have so much more. Father, this weekend, I pray we think about those who have given the ultimate life for our freedom, but ultimately for Christ giving his life for our eternity with him. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. All right.